0: This is Paul Garth's Week in Review, and this is your host, Paul Garth. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4, and today is Sunday, September 26, 2021. According to Anchor, my estimated audience is now 29, up from 16 from last week, so thank you for listening. And however you do it on your end with subscribing and sharing, I do appreciate that. So several things to cover this, uh, this Sunday, hard focus breathing, advertising with an anchor, the ASW number, a GTD tip for this week, Dan Rome's upcoming book, EFT tapping, ASW Law and Ethics, Spanish class, and ESRI GIS course. And I'm already sensing that I may need to put some projects to someday maybe, but let's go through it. So hard focus breathing. I will probably create a bonus track uh, for this sometime next week. This is a, a cognitive exercise. So This is not about the subconscious or hypnotherapy. Really useful for anyone. is very effective. You can do it in just a couple of minutes especially if you're in the service industry working with with people. I learned about this when I was in HMI. One of the professors was talking about HeartMath, which is a California-based company, and heart focus breathing is one of their core techniques. So more to come on that, most likely within a bonus track. Advertising, I'd mentioned this a couple of weeks ago regarding Anchor.fm, which is the primary platform i'm using for this podcast and it looks as if they're trying to find a product or a service for me to advertise i have no idea what that entails or what it could be so right now i'm just curious about it but it is not a priority but what is actually great is even just with a couple of weeks of doing this podcast i'm already now eligible so again thank you for listening and sharing my podcast. ASW number. ASW is the associate social worker uh, number. We're kind of the beginnings of getting licensed in the state that you're in, in my case, California. And the end result is LCSW, licensed clinical social worker, after working, you know, so many thousands of hours and passing exams and and a final board exam, I think it's called. So the challenge is, is that, and it's not just me, it seems to be taking a year and a day for, for this number to be processed. You know, it's an application, it's a background check, it's sending your grades from the school, you know, it's basic admin stuff. And it is actually a liability because I have been applying for various jobs. And without that number, nothing really can happen. So you're probably going to hear me Complaining until I actually do have the numbers, so bear with me. GTD, getting things done, getting things done. This is David Allen's work. I'll do a tip for the week each week. Again, uh, I'm not a you know certified or licensed GTD coach. I've just been uh, working with a systematic approach since 2006, so I I do have you know some experience with it. Typically, the contexts within GTD or physical locations like at home, at phone, at office, you know, at store, at computer. The basic idea is that if you have grouped all of your next actions by a context, then you're able to kind of bracket down what is possible. So for example, if I'm at the store and I'm not at my computer, then all the things that are associated with a computer I just know I cannot do and therefore I'm able to free up my mind from being uh, concerned about that. On the other hand, if I'm at the store and I look at my errands list, I'm then reminded to you know, buy birdseed or eggs or, or whatever. So for me, what I've learned over time is that sometimes because technology is kind of caught up to me, I'm always at my computer, You know, because of the, my iPhone technically being a computer. So there's been a certain leveling in a way of context what I found useful is also tapping into what David calls the horizons of focus. So we have the runway, which are the next actions, 10,000 photos, projects, 20,000 area focus and responsibility and accountability, things like that. Within 20,000, there are what I call roles. And so we're not really talking about projects, but more kind of a role and a responsibility. and. I'm using Pocket Informant, and the tag feature is what I'm associating the, the various you know, areas of focus and roles. And therefore, I found that is actually a very creative way of creating my own context. Within that, there could be actions that are at the computer or at the office or whatever, but I'm kind of grouping it less by context and more by role. So if you are into GTD, give this a try, and you'll kind of sense, I think, the, the value of what I'm talking about. It is actually quite good because, for example, my at computer list is you know over a hundred, yet when I look at the tags, I'm able to kind of tap into something the an area that I'm working on, like ASW number for example. Dan Rome, he is coming out with a book coming up in a couple of weeks, called The Pop-Up Pitch, The Two-Hour Creative Sprint to the Most Persuasive Presentation of Your Life. This will be published October 26, 2021. So the lead-up to his work is, is even before I even knew he existed. Years ago, I would always be at the typically a whiteboard trying to explain somebody, something to somebody or a group. And I would have my, you know, pan and eraser and the whiteboard and I would literally draw stick figures and arrows and things like that. So I kind of naturally was using the rudimentary components of Dan Rome's work just kind of just naturally It just kind of came to me. So this was around 2012, 2013. Dan Rome was a guest presenter at David Allen Company's annual staff meeting so imagine all of us are in the Ojai Valley Inn in the in Ojai, California, and Dan Rome is presenting his work, and I'm loving it because he's literally drawing stick figures, and he also gave us these small whiteboards and a couple of pens and this little miniature eraser, so we had some real tools to take back to the office with us. His first book was the back of the back of the napkin, and you can kind of consider this like live hand drawing. So instead of doing a PowerPoint presentation with, with a canned voiceover and kind of static, very left-brained, you know, slides, which is still valuable, still has its place, what he would actually do is prefer to create a live drawing. So as he's talking, he's he's drawing at the same time and there is also some kind of neuroscience uh, research into into this there is it's definitely more than way more than what i was doing on a rudimentary level so he's created a whole series of books and he's come up with with one called the the pop up pitch and it is actually very effective if you go to my website paulgarth.name, the videos that i'm using uh, if you can see me drawing in that that is actually based on On concepts from Dan and again the book is coming out towards the end of October and if you look at the acknowledgement section you may see a familiar name if you take a look at that. So the next topic is EFT tapping. Uh, EFT emotional freedom technique. This is also something that I picked up at HMI Hypnosis Motivation Institute and yes it is also completely cognitive and conscious mind is not hypnosis. There is some really interesting uh, research in this. So EFT in a re- really high level it's, is a verbal action, so you're verbally saying things and doing a kind of a self-measure and you're verbalizing, and then you're tapping on, on at least 10 different points on the on the body, the temple, the wrist, and so forth. And again, on a really high level, you may remember the past incident that is kind of plaguing years on your mind, but you also do not have the attachment. That physical kind of interruption in the body, that shock, has now been commuted or even made to go away, and therefore you can cope better, even though you have a memory of that traumatic experience. On a really, really high level, that's EFT. There's way more nuance to it than that, and what I found within the field of social work p t s d post traumatic stress disorder, especially for military vets this actually has got some attention now, which I think is really wonderful it, it was quite a long time coming, and currently I'm doing the research in in what kind of you know double blind medical studies they did and how they measured that so again, more to come I'm just uh kind of telling you what's been going on in the last week. ASW Law and Ethics. I did begin studying this. I had a course that I bought a year ago from the NASW, the National Association of Social Workers. And there is actually a GTD component to this. Typically, when I've read, you know, material is very kind of left brain, very linear. You start at page one and you go through towards the end. But what I've also noticed is there is another approach. It's more of an associative approach. It's you set the structure for a possibility of an associative approach on a website. So for example, if you go to msw.polgarth.name, you'll see kind of a menu structure more towards the right side where it's kind of the beginnings of you know how I'm going to map out the law and ethics. You know, um, path towards taking the exam. And you'll see the different sections and chapters that are within that course, within that program. Then I'm going to go back to the material, and I'm going to be a good student, start at page one, and kind of work through that. But this is the deal. If during the week, while at work, there is an awareness, there is an experience, there's something that I want to capture on the website which makes sense in the moment, then I'm going to dynamically post that on my website. What i found is that kind of brings alive the somewhat left-brained learning experience from the material, which I still have to do. I still have to learn it in order to pass an exam. But the creative associative feature of the website as this kind of more of a real-time, this is what really is what's going on in the moment in my life, and and I need to capture that information. So it kind of brings alive the the learning. That's kind of my take on it anyway. So, again, you'll see name. I can't quite remember the exact menu, but it'll be, it'll be obvious. Let's see Spanish. Well, Last week, I think was a second class of 10, and it's doing pretty good. It is actually very interesting being with an actual Spanish teacher and other students at various levels of of, uh, understanding Spanish at the intermediate level. And I'm hanging in there because it is your classic traditional uh, method of teaching where there's, there's grammar like subjunctive and present perfect and preterite, and to be quite honest with you, it is not necessarily the phrasing that's top of mind lately. Uh, I have to look at, you I know, mean, of course, I've heard of all these phrases, but, you know, I just literally have to kind of look up, you know, what is subjunctive, what is present perfect. Um, it has been decades since I've been in high school, and I've even found it to be a barrier in a way because of this specific academic perspective of teaching. But I'm getting through it and just hanging in there. And I'm still doing the podcasts, you know, listening in my morning walk and capturing even more and more each time because it is actually quite repetitive the way people speak, which is fine. And I'm also still doing my weekly Skype class. It's not really a class. It's a Skype um, kind of exchange, you know, 15 minutes English, 15 minutes Spanish with a guy that I befriended who's in Valencia, Spain. So that's actually really, really valuable. And, you know, various other things like reading articles in El Pais and I'm recognizing words and phrasing. But the key is, is not just to read it and not just to write it, it's to speak it and to kind of screw up and fumble and know that you're not quite saying it right. So... Yeah, remember i was talking about good enough so right now i'm still a good enough spanish learner and let's see esri i think it's that environmental science research institute in redlands i think that's what it was redlands california so that gis course that i mentioned last week i think has launched a couple of days ago and to be honest with you i have not logged in this is a perfect example of biting off more than one can chew in GTD, getting things done. David came up with this "someday, maybe" um, kind of way of of categorizing things. What I have to recognize is 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 it the right time to be doing a GIS course? Do I actually really need to know this this um, this system? Do I really actually have even the, uh, the the technology the license you know do i have to, do i need gis you know materials for work let's say or for school and the answer really is no i just have this ongoing kind of interest in ge- geographical mapping and and how you can massage data into a visual image and communicate better so most likely what i'll do because it is a timed based system is I'll go through it on a high level, but most likely not at the depth that they're expecting. They're expecting you to spend about three to four hours a week doing that. And I really just don't have the actual capacity to do that. So the important thing is, and this is kind of a, a, GT, a GTD learning as well, is is recognizing, you know, as you take on things, you know, do I renegotiate with myself? what it was that i thought would be a great idea you know a month ago when i signed up for it and is it something that i can you know reconvene in the future if it is then i can just excuse myself from that and not worry about it so i see as as you can see i've covered quite a bit and i'm also not editing any of these podcasts so what you're getting is literally from beginning middle to the end in one shot I really don't have time to edit so hope you don't mind me hemming and hawing here and looks like we've covered what I want to cover so next week is going to be a pretty busy week at work working in the field of social work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and keeping up with with all kinds of uh, additional things and uh, I hope you have a good week And I look forward to our next podcast next Sunday. Take care, all.